Wagwan, everybody. Welcome to the Dis Afimi History Podcast, where we'll be speaking about history and as well family history and how history relates in terms of Caribbean people um, for the present as well as in the past and how in the past what that does and brings forth for what we are going through at present and what we can learn from our history, from our family, and take that moving forward. So I do hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you like it, please ensure to subscribe, like, and review. Thank you. This is part two of my conversation with Carlson Waters of the Caribbean Family History Group. So let's have a listen. It's what we're trying to do in our exhibition, which is you get back so far and then you hit slavery. And then that's a and if and if you want to, now I have got um, a image of a slave register in Nevis, no, in St Kitts that I took because the the arch the archive person gave me permission to to let me look at the original book. I had the so the slave register came to the UK, the original book they had in St Kitts, so I took some pictures of that and. That was the 1817. And in these images, you will have, uh, I, this has been typed um, out and it has been, um, as you can see, that's a session I gave. So the fives, and, and, and this is what I discovered and which, which we have used ever since as a group. So, and I liked it because it, for point three, you'll see why I like it. So step one, you write down what you know. So you search your own memory, you ask family, friends and elders. You gather information from the home, family, barbers, etc. You write and record on family history forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I teach, I'm very into pedigree charts and family group records and teaching that. So that's step one is you write down what you know. So step two, you decide what you want to learn. Step three, you choose a source of information. Step four, you learn from the source. Step five, you use information and then you start it all again. And that's all you do working back. Sorry for catching a fly. That's all you do working back generation by generation. Yes. So I loved it because once you've written down what you know, you obey the rule to start at the information you want to find closest to you. You go back generation by generation. Don't jump back. You try and work back a whole generation at a time if you can. So, So you follow the fundamental rule of family history. Start at the closest generation working back. And then you ask a question. So the question might be, and I can think of somebody when I delivered at a, a workshop at the slavery, I delivered a workshop at the Slavery Museum in Liverpool. And there's a woman there from Jamaica and she wanted to find her father. So her question was, I want to find my, can I find my father's birth? Can I find my father and his birth? Yes. And then the reason I love this five-step process, because it broke down all of the records and things you could look for to get information from into three. You will either be asking a person or you'll be looking at a record or you'll be using an object. So the person could be like me when I was trying, I use this in a workshop, when I'm trying to find my great grandfather, all I knew, he made a journey to New York in 1910 and his nickname was Big Sam. So, I can find nothing else about him with the big name, Big Sam. I can't find him on a shipping list with the name. So I've got to ask a person in that research, in, in, that, in, that, in this first phase. So I asked all my uncles and aunts until I found the aunt who did know his first name. So that's choosing, um, choosing a source. 
then you learn from the source. So from that source, I learned his name because yeah. I'd interviewed the persons and, you know, whatever else. And then I'd use the information so I could then write on my pedigree chart, Big Sam, cross through, Isaac, yes. Isaac, Daniel. So then um, I've used the information, I've evaluated it, I've organised it, um, and then I've, I've shared it. And people say, yes, I remember that now, whatever else. And then I started it all over again. I've written down what I know. I know a man called Isaac, Daniel. Okay. I decide what I want to learn. And this is where the detective, and so I guess the next thing in family history is approach it with a detective mindset. Use the crumbs you've been given. So the crumbs I'd been given was the nickname, which I then used to get to his real name. The other crumb I was given was a journey to, to, the Mer to America in 1910. So I looked on a shipping list for an Isaac Daniel. So that was then looking for a record of my three options and I was clear I was looking for a record um, and then I found a record and the record had him on a shipping list the shipping list said he was 22 years and two months old he had come from St John's Parish in Nevis the relative he left on the island was a man called Samuel Daniel um, and so once again I'd learned from the source I wrote the information down Oh, on the shipping record, it also had the year that he went. He travelled in, eight, in eight, 1910. It also had roughly when he was born. Luckily for me, he arrived two months before a census. So Ancestry kindly threw up him on a census record. And I had even more information about yeah. him um, and found him in a family group that's connected to my family. He was boarding. You know, as we all do, we go to a new country and we tend to live with family or people from the island when we get to that country. Yes. And that's what happened. So all and in the workshop that I've delivered or I've got used to delivering, I'm, I show them how I used this process three times to get to my great grandfather's name, his mother, his father, his date of birth, where he was born, starting with just two clues. So that for me, for me, was a key developmental revelation when I came across this material and that clarity of simplicity and just say you will keep using this approach throughout your research wherever you get however deep so for example a person that you might ask as a source of information might be an expert you might say i know nothing about slavery who does and you go and ask somebody about slavery and they'll give you information and then you go through the process again and so this has been a, for me a key and we use it as a group and um and we teach people from as this is an approach and i find that people that get it it makes the whole process easy because no matter where they are what do I know? What's the source of information? Or, or what, what, what do I know? What question do I want to ask next? What crumb do I follow next? Yeah. What source? Which person? Which record? What object? So if somebody with an object, if you, if you know, I've got this medal that my grandfather had. I've got no idea what it's about. Is there a number on the side? You take it to an expert? Oh, that's a World War I medal. And that number on the side will take you to the records that they had if they many of the records for for the caribbean the west india regiment were destroyed in the first world war in the second world war they were destroyed but there are some there but that number on the side of the object will take you to information if you're lucky that will give you loads of information about your ancestor so that's what i love about this approach person a record or an object everything falls into one of those um and it's using this approach again and again and again 
and that's by the way that's who started it if you can see yes um it's no longer active but that's who started it. so I'm, any any copyrighters out there i am not trying to rob you of anything i'm getting not paid for this so just so you know no, um, no. thank you how is that now I'm, I'm i'm getting carried away here i'm losing sight of the question so oh, no, that's okay talking. that's okay that's not a problem that's uh actually it's very good and as you said it's a very it's a it's a process that can be used over and over and over again to to assist yeah. people to be able to yeah. re-get them back to okay what am i searching for and how should i again think of it in a as you have here in a five-step uh, process which which will help yeah. which will help which is great yeah. Now, currently, you guys have, your group has the um, family name uh, project ongoing. So how is how is that um, at, at the moment? And is it mostly when just you, online? When you say a family name, do you mean from our website? Yes. Um, okay. That is a, we list on our website the research names that we're researching. Okay. Um, it is a members list. We don't just put on the list of someone saying, put this name on. Um, so, and I guess we're doing it that way in part because it means we've researched that individual. We've got that name through research. So if somebody says, somebody notes it and says to us, um, I'm looking for this name and I note that you've got that name on your website, then we can talk to them or direct them to the individual member who has done that research and they can see if they're linked. And I think okay. that we're not unique in that. Other societies do the same thing, um, but we're we're of a of a of a size whereby if somebody sees that name, um, and I haven't added all the names that I'm researching, so that's something that this reminds me I need to do. Um, if they see a name when they're looking on our website, they can um, email us and say, "Look, I'm doing this research. That's a name I know. Which island is this?" Um, and then if that person is, is in the group, we will just refer them to them and they can be helped to see if there's information we can provide them with to help them out. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And as we close out this discussion, what other things that your group is right now currently working on that you would like to share to the listeners? Um, so as I said, we are, um, we are working on an exhibition. Just to backtrack, yeah. you did ask very quickly, um, you asked about COVID. So with COVID, yes. um, we made a shift from the Caribbean Family History Group to Solid Hall in Birmingham because it was a physical um, group and people tended to come, the odd person. But then with COVID, and we became members of the Family History Federation, the, the, like an overall federation that's over here for all family societies. And they nudged all of their members saying, what are you providing online? during covid and we went oh because everyone went to sleep thinking oh we're not going to have meetings for a while and yeah. they kind of nudged us so we said oh so we discovered zoom like other people did and then lo and behold people from other parts of the world started saying oh great so we've got a, Chini a Chinidadian member we've got an ex-member who's been in the uk who lives in jamaica st kitts and nevis member and we've got members from the states we've got a member from australia so it's the whole you know, for every bad thing that happens in the world, good things can come of it. So the group has has been evolved, and now we're in a um, we're in a uh, a new world, I suppose, where we're looking at how to do meetings either that are online and face to face, or okay. a combination of the two. So that's where we're at. So just to say that okay. the group 
has evolved such that it has, what can I say? It's evolved, so it's got, we've got two membership research groups. Um, so there's a Barbadian, Barbadian research group, um, and there is a St. Kitts and Nevis and Anguilla research group. And we had one of those meetings today before this. Um, and I guess that will evolve. You don't have a Jamaican group, even though that would be a natural one to have. We, there is a break-off group um, from our group from years ago who just wanted to focus on Jamaica, okay. and they still go, um, and they're still going. Um, but um, but we have some really significant, maybe because the Jamaican records are online, fully online, and they're more accessible, whereas you have to be in family history centres to look at St. Kitts and Nevis records, yeah. and that's why we started that group. Yeah. Um, so we have these groups, but they're, they're members that they're, mem they're members only groups. You have to be a member of the group to be part of those groups. Um, and then we put on exhibitions each year and we're putting on an exhibition um, this year in a few weeks time. It's a library based exhibition. Um, copyright does affect whether we can show that online. Okay. Um, so it tends to be, but it's a, we find it a good exercise. Um, just going on in terms of what we're doing. Um, so we have those research groups, the group, as I said, meets on the last Saturday of the month, except for August and uh, December. Yeah. And we're putting up an exhibition looking at how the beginnings of navigating yourself through the period of 1807 to 1838 and just after when you get that far back. Um, and I am, I am that far back with my research um, in a couple of lines. So I've, I've got a, a vested interest in that time, but that's what we're doing at the moment. And, we intend to develop uh, so today, just to give you an example from the research group, trying to develop best practice. Um, and we're, we're trying to explore how do we do this? And today I asked those that were present, a number of them to research, one from, one from America, one from St. Kitts and Nevis, and others that were in the group. And I said, look, I'm doing something on slavery. And, and these are my ancestors in the slavery period who, who are right near. So I've got one aunt, I've got a married couple. Um, in Nevis, he is baptized as an adult in 1832, and it says he's a slave on the baptism record. She is baptized in 1836. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and so if I've you did, please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and write a review and for so the I'm, episode I'm in, I'm wherever you listen back. to your podcast. Thank what you. was amazing was this collective discussion, drawing on the expertise of these other people having them pick up something and quickly go over and research it and bring it back to the discussion. I was helped to get back much further than I thought I would get back in the 20 or 30 minutes of looking at it. And that was a revelation. Um, so, so yeah, that's something that we're going to be exploring and developing and, and tightening up and get better at, I suppose, what we can learn from the things that we do. So that's where we're at at the moment. We're still smallish, yeah. um, but but growing as, as you do, you know, we're sort of about 40, 50 members now. Yeah, 30 to 40 members now, I think, as paid up members. But a much, we've got about a database of about um, um, 200 people that we email. Um, so um, that's the nature of who we are. That's what we've been about. And that's what we're about at the moment. Um, and it's an enjoyable journey. Uh, it, yeah. it definitely is. It definitely is. Thank you so much for coming That's on, fine. Carlson, and, and giving up your time. I really do appreciate that. And I'll put the, um, the link to your group in the show notes so people can be able That's to fine. connect if they need to. That's fine. Uh, since yeah. most of the listeners tend to be 
from either the UK or Europe. So thank you again so much for your time. That's fine. Okay.